Welcome to the Woo Woo Wonder Hour, where we discuss metaphysical topics, including intuition, psychic ability, spirituality, crystals, and more. I'm your host, Megan. And I'm your host, Roxy. And we are the Woo Woo Friends. Welcome back, Roxy. I'm so happy to have you back, and I'm sure our listeners are too. Thank you, Megan. It's good to be back. I've been wanting to come back for a while, but I just didn't feel ready. So thank you for being patient with me. I often feel the need to, you know, be upbeat, but I just haven't felt that way. And so it didn't feel authentic to come on here until now. So I'm very glad to be back. And thank you for allowing me the opportunity to take a break when I needed it. Of course. Well, welcome to our 36th episode, everyone. Um, Normally we are upbeat on the show, but today's episode is going to be a little bit heavier. Both Megan and I have had some hard stuff stuff come up in our lives lately. I know Megan uh, mentioned this in one of the past episodes, but my mom unexpectedly passed away a couple of months ago. She was a second mother to several of my friends, but especially to Megan. With her transition to the spirit world has come a lot of transition here on the earthly plane, and my life has definitely been turned upside down. Yeah, it's definitely been a tough summer with a lot of changes for both of us and more changes to come. We lost Roxy's mom, followed by my little dog, Margot. So it seemed appropriate that we would talk about this right now. Um, So I believe that when we go through something, it kind of ripples through the collective consciousness, and it's our responsibility to help heal others who are going through what we've gone through. So this episode, we're going to talk about grief. My loss is recent, so I know my experience and perspective will evolve and change over time. Megan has a few years under her belt with her loss, so she will be able to provide some more depth with her experiences. Yeah, so I've mentioned this before, but both my parents have passed away. Um, So during that time, I experienced a lot of energetic blockages, especially in my chakra system. Each death was kind of a deep pain that was so hard to pinpoint until I realized that it affected every single one of my chakras. So then I've been doing a lot of research on chakras to try and figure out a roadmap from grief to the chakras. So I had this idea of asking a set of questions to encompass all of the chakras so that people who relate in this manner can find a connection that resonates. This episode may be hard for some, but loss is a part of life on the earthly plane, and it is quite relevant in the woo-woo world. So thank you for joining us. So why don't we start out like we always do with our crystals we're working with right now. All right. So this week I've been working a lot with black obsidian um, and it's actually known as the grief stone. So it's kind of appropriate that I talk about this one, but it releases emotional, physical and spiritual blockages and just kind of helps cleanse your aura of that negativity. That sounds lovely. Today I have rose quartz and amethyst. So rose quartz, I just wanted love to come through in my actions today. And I chose amethyst because I just needed some peace and calm. So that's what I have. Beautiful. So I pulled a card right before we started. Um, This week I am using 
Louise Hayes Heart Thoughts Oracle Cards. It's a deck of 64 affirmations. Um, I really, really like them. Um, but the card that I pulled says, I have an infinite supply of love to give. The more I give, the more there is to give. So I let my light shine. No, I let the light of my love shine. So I thought that was kind of appropriate because, you know, they say that grief is just love. Um, and I don't know, I feel that so much, you know, because that's what it is. Um, so I really liked that card this week. I like that too. And it's reminding me of whenever you have a candle and you can light other candles from your candle, it doesn't take away, but you can give more and light more in people. I think that's Ooh, beautiful. I like that. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get into the heart of the show, grief. So I'll start out just kind of briefly talking about um, my mom. So my mom was a vigorous, lively woman. Her sudden death was very surprising to all of us. One of those situations where it's just hard to believe or people say, really, are you sure? <laughs> and that's kind of a hard question when people say, really? You know, it's not something you would make up, but it's just because it's so, it was so shocking. So it has been really hard as all deaths are, whether they're expected or not. But something that has made grappling with it easier is that my mom was never afraid of death. She was always interested in near-death experiences, stories of heaven, all that kind of stuff. I remember her always talking about death, saying it was a part of life. So this has made losing her maybe slightly less painful since I know she wasn't afraid. Megan has been an amazingly supportive friend in so many ways. She was there comforting my family before I was there. Um, she helped with the funeral details, brought me food and crystals, just let me vent and cry. She reminded me to hydrate and do yoga. I do yoga all the time and I hadn't been, you know, you, you forget to take care of yourself because you're in shock. So Megan came home one day and had a yoga mat with her for me and for my dogs. <laughs> uh, and she would just say, hey, let's go out on the patio and do yoga. So she's been really just amazing. And for us just to get together and share stories of my mom or for her talking about, you know, when she went through, um, losing her parents and what that was like. Yeah. So back to what you were saying about your mom loving to listen and read near death experiences. Mm -hmm. One of the last times I saw your mom, she was listening to a near death experience podcast. And oh. so, yeah, she, she definitely was very interested in that stuff. And she just, she didn't have fear like normal people did, you know, like yeah. she just, she really just had an understanding of life that was just amazing. Yeah. Um, but thank you. I'm, I'm honored to walk alongside you during this time. I think when you've been through a loss like this, you start to recognize what other people need and you try to be supportive on a different level. Um, so today I will be interviewing Roxy to get her point of view on her chakra alignment right now. 
I'll briefly go into the eight chakras. And yes, I did say eight. And then I'll ask some questions. Before Roxy invited me to the podcast, I had been thinking of actually starting my own podcast about grief um, because it just, it affected my life so profoundly. Um, so this is kind of a prototype for what I had come up with before. So here we go. Let's get started. So the first chakra we're going to talk about is the earth star chakra. A lot of people don't talk about the earth star chakra, um, because it's not one of the main seven. Um, but it's really important, especially in times of grieving. So the earth star chakra is about 12 inches below your feet. It's like the spinning wheel of life that connects you to mother earth, your ancestors and humankind's collective consciousness consciousness. So it's crazy that we don't talk about it more, right? I mean, yeah. it's our, our entire connection. <clears throat> so, um, it is our oldest spiritual home and is the grounding point for the entire chakra system. It also connects us to our past lives. We ground our energy through this chakra. So when this chakra is out of alignment, we may feel ungrounded, unwell, and disconnected. Mm. All right. So here's the first question. How has your grief left you feeling ungrounded? So I do feel ungrounded in the sense that I have been away from my home and routine for two months now. Mm. But in some ways, I feel even more grounded. So I feel more connected to my home where I grew up, and I feel more connected to friends and family. The heaviness of my grief has reminded me of just how human I am, how we are all part of this life-death cycle. Right now, I feel that so much in the physical body, and eventually, I know I'll feel that in the spiritual body. Um, and when you mentioned the Earth Star Chakra, it's like I can almost feel it under my feet. And sometimes when I do feel that heaviness of grief and missing my mom, I'll just go outside and I'll put my feet on the ground or on the concrete of the patio, and it's just like I feel more connected to the earth. That's awesome. That's a really good practice. All right. So has your grief made you feel disconnected from your ancestors? So I actually want to flip this question because it has made me feel even more connected. I think of my mom's experience losing her mom, how it was different and how it was the same. I think of my grandmother and the loss of her mother. I have now experienced what all of them have. I hadn't thought about that. That's a really good answer to that question. So the next chakra that we're going to go over is the root chakra. So this is more common. It's the, you know, first one in the seven. So the root chakra is located at the base of the tailbone. It's the center of stability. So Carolyn Miss calls this um, the tribal chakra in her book, Anatomy of Spirit. If you guys haven't read that book, it is so in depth with the chakra system. Like, oh, it's such a good book. So good. Check it out if you can. Um, but it resembles a foundation and develops early in life by the people we are around, which is most likely our family, and also the experiences that we have. When it's out of alignment, we can feel ba off balance, dizzy, and anxious. 
So what belief patterns did you inherit from your family about death and grief? Good question. I was raised Church of Christ, so there was always the belief that you have to be baptized to experience the good part of the afterlife. Um, and that means dumped in the water, not sprinkled, and not saved, but you have to be submerged. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I ascribed to those beliefs for a time. But even though my mom was very Church of Christ, as were all the generations before her, she also blessed me with a wider perspective. She asked a lot of spiritual questions, pointed out sources of contention and biblical interpretation, and told me near-death stories and stories of angels. So I suppose the belief I inherited, or rather developed over time, is that there is an afterlife. Death is not something scary, it's a transition. And when that time comes, our loved ones will greet us. Mm, I like that. How connected to your tribe do you feel after this experience? So I actually feel a lot more connected to a lot of people in my tribe, especially friends who have experienced loss. I knew it was a deep wound, but you never really know until you experience it yourself. And since you've been through it, Megan, I recognize how you knew what to do to be a supportive friend. When you lost your parents, I didn't really know what to do or how to support you. Um, so thank you. I also see the depth of people's experience, kindness, resolve from a new understanding. Um, there is one person in my tribe who I actually feel a little disconnected to after this experience. Um, and I think that's pretty common, but mostly I feel more connected to people. Yeah, and that is common. It's it's common to feel a connection at first and then to kind of disconnect after a while. Um, you know, all of that's common. Just it really does shape you, the experience of grief. And I do think that when you're when you go through something, you recognize it in others. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like your magnets to people that have gone through the same thing. So, yeah. All right. Next question for the root chakra. Has this grief brought on any new fears for you? <laughs> Absolutely. So I was hugging my beautiful mother-in-law and just appreciating her. And then I was struck by fear, true fear in my heart, just in my being because I had the thought just knowing that I could lose her at any time. I also now have thoughts of what will I do if I lose my husband? How do people even cope if they lose a child? What happens if I lose my dad? So these fears just seem more like a real possibility now. Yeah, and that's I think that's part of the whole root chakra misalignment is um, it does it does put new fears into you. And it kind of lets your mind run away with those things. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's completely normal and natural to think those things, especially after you've gone through um, something like you've gone through, you know, so. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to do the sacral chakra. So the sacral chakra sits in between the reproductive organs and the center of the abdomen. It's the life source of creativity and sexuality. 
And it's also known as the relationship chakra. When out of alignment, we can lose a lot of creativity and just kind of have like a lack of flow. So I'm sure a lot of people have that experience. Um, so the first question for the sacral chakra is, do you feel a loss of creativity um, or sexuality since this grief has started? Yes and no. This kind of ebbs and flows with how much rest I'm able to get. Um, so there's times where I have zero space for creativity and other times that I'm just yearning to crochet. So I did start a new crochet project, but I haven't finished it. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely an ebb and flow when it comes to creativity. Um, but I think that in time, it kind of enhances your creativity. Grief does because mm -hmm. it opens you up to different mediums and, and stuff like that. So it's kind of interesting. How has your grief affected your vitality? Well, I have felt zero desire to be vigorous. I have been so overwhelmed with planning, moving, caring for my dad, the animals, my family, taking care of the houses, all of that stuff. Some days I know, some days I will know that my body needs to move. So I will go for a walk and Megan has been an excellent walking buddy <laughs> and yoga. Um, but some days I have just no energy and doing the minimum is effortful. So it really has zapped me in terms of vitality. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the walks help a lot. Um, I think we've gone almost every day this week, actually. We've been pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's been good to kind of shake some of that grief off and just move around. And, you know, walking isn't necessarily strenuous unless you want it to be. So you kind of go at your own pace. Yeah. All right. Last question for the sacral chakra. Do you feel a betrayal of life? It's really more of just a surprise, just so unexpected. But my mom trained me to expect the unexpected just from her personality. Um, so, yeah, surprising for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and that'll be different. You know, it'll change. Everything is, it'll, it'll come and go. So... All right, so now we're gonna do the solar plexus chakra. So this sits below the belly button. This chakra governs your sense of purpose, confidence, motivation. We gather our personal power and our self-confidence from this chakra. This is also where we create and maintain boundaries. Um, so it's pretty important. Um, so when it's out of, out of balance, we can feel like we're playing victim we have low self-esteem and we can just feel like we're just not good enough. So um, with this one, has your grief made you feel strong or weak? Um, the answer is yes. <laughs> Both. So my grief has made me feel weak, but mostly physically. At first from all of the emotion and exhaustion and then from lack of sleep, or just navigating being a caregiver now and being away from my home and my routines. But I feel strong knowing that I have the capacity to carry on and still feel love and joy despite the sadness and heaviness. 
I have laughed and cried sometimes at the same time. Um, my mom was my anchor. She was my stable place. Um, I really thought she would just always be there for me. So now that she is gone, I'm learning how to be the anchor. That's interesting. And, you know, with all of that, you're having to deal with setting up boundaries and mm -hmm. making sure that they're not crossed and kind of having your feelings and thoughts known. Um, so I know that that's yeah. a, that's one for you that you've been working on. Mm -hmm. So now that all of this has happened, do you feel capable of moving on and living a happy life without your mom? Surprisingly, yes. The first few days, I didn't know if I would be able to, um, but I do have hope for joy and happiness. And that's exactly what she would want. She really did embrace the YOLO attitude. And I hope to continue to embrace that more. Oh, she definitely was YOLO. <laughs> she, yeah, she would just do the craziest stuff and just have no anxiety about it. Like nothing. <laughs> yes. She really seized the moment. And I've got to tell y'all, I'm having a seize the moment uh, time as well. When I was hopping out of the car to meet up with Megan to record the podcast, I looked in the back seat and there just so happened to be a captain's hat. And I'm talking like the captain of a ship. It is, I mean, describe the hat that's on my head right now, Megan. It's like Captain Old Lady Chic. It's got like, it's got these weird feathers on it with a brooch in the middle. Right in the middle of downtown on a Friday night, <laughs> I hopped out of the vehicle mm -hmm. wearing this hat. Megan did a double take when we were walking in the building. This guy walked by, and I just, I just held my calm. It's like, yeah, <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> she yeah. would have been proud. Definitely. Well, with that little bit of laughter, I think we're gonna go ahead and take our first break. Um, so come back for the rest of the chakra questions. All right, everybody, welcome back to part two of grief in the chakras. Um, I did want to say one thing before we went on. Roxy caught this in the first half, um, but when I was talking about the solar plexus chakra, I said it sits below the belly button, but it actually sits right above. So just in case you were wondering or had caught that too, my apologies. So we're going to jump back in. Um, we just have a few chakras left. Um, so now we're going to do the heart chakra. So I was, before we start that, I was going to tell this. Um, so when I was going through a lot of grief, um, I read this thing that said that you're, you have like lower and upper, upper chakras. So your root sacral and solar plexus chakra, and of course your earth star chakra are all the lower ones. And then in, at your heart chakra, and then up to your throat, third eye, and crown, those are your upper chakras. So um, a lot of times when all of this grief happens, um, there will be like a disconnection between your upper and lower chakras. So a good way to kind of 
get those connected again is to put one hand over your heart chakra and one over your solar plexus chakra and just sit there. Um, I particularly like doing this when I'm laying in the floor and I don't know why, but it just, it feels amazing. So definitely try that um, sometime and let me know how, how it goes. If you could feel like a connection between the two, it's almost like this warmth that comes over you. I don't know. I just really enjoy it. I'm doing it right now and it does make me feel a little calmer. Yeah. So back to the heart chakra. So the heart chakra is where we govern our love for ourselves and others. Um, of course, this is going to be located in your heart area. And I was going to say this as well. So when we're dealing with chakras, it's not just the front of the body. So your heart chakra is going to be your shoulders, um, your arms, like that sort of thing in that area. And it's also going to be the back too. So be mindful of that when you're thinking about your heart chakra. Um, so it supports compassion and forgiveness. And when it's out of balance, we can become cynical, unforgiving, jealous, and lonely. So what or who are you having a hard time forgiving right now since your mom passed away? Mm, such a good question. Um, yeah, so sometimes myself. I will occasionally feel guilt if I remember a time where I wasn't patient or understanding with my mother. And we all have those with our parents, you know, because those are the people that we test <laughs> the most, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, or I'll feel guilty for not doing more for her when I came to visit or for not pushing her to take better care of herself. Um, we all have those times where we aren't the best version of ourselves. And again, more so with our mothers. But she was a forgiving and loving woman, and I know she wouldn't want me to carry guilt. She would want me to forgive myself and be better moving forward. Um, so, yeah, and I have times where I kind of cycle with that. I'll have times of guilt, but most of the time I'm just very patient or I guess more understanding with myself, knowing that she would have forgiven me in a heartbeat. And we were always very forgiving of each other. Yeah, for sure. And I, I know she wouldn't want you to be carrying that around. She wasn't somebody that carried around guilt. You know, she was, she was a very free woman. Yeah, she really was. Need to be more like her. Yeah. So how are you releasing the grief in your heart chakra lately? <laughs> I don't think I am, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> and when you talked about the heart chakra, it's not just our heart, it's our shoulders, our chest, our back. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the first couple of weeks I was here, I was having this crazy intense shoulder pain. So much so that, you know, Dr. Google told me I had a torn rotator cuff. So mm -hmm. of course I'm like, I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> so I went to the doctor and it was rotator cuff tendonitis but it was so incredibly painful and I've had a lot of tightness in my chest and shoulders and I feel like, I don't know if you guys have ever come across a dead spider on the floor, how they're all like curled up into themselves. Have I? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> it's just like my body is curling up into itself. And maybe you were like, you saw that and you're like, let's do some yoga stretch that out yeah for sure but I've definitely felt it there so I pose I suppose yoga 
is one way I've been getting that out um, or crying when I feel like I need to. But I know I definitely need to work more on letting it out. It's just right now I don't, I don't know. I just haven't. Yeah, it takes some time and you don't have to do it all right now. You know, everything's still settling and stuff like that. But yeah. definitely like the physical aspect of grief, like that's not really talked about a lot, but man, like you wake up feeling bad. Yeah. You go to sleep feeling bad. You feel yeah. bad all day. It's just like this pain just that comes from nowhere. So, yeah. yeah. So how does your heart feel right now? <laughs> it feels anxious and heavy, but still open, but it's, it's not right. Normally my heart feels kind of open and free and happy, but it's been different. And I've noticed it a lot in my responses to people because before most of the time when people would say, Hey, how are you? I'd say, Oh, I'm good or I'm great. And I've noticed my response has changed because I don't want to be a fake version of myself or give fake answers. So I'll say, I'm doing all right, or I'm okay. Um, so I've noticed my response is changing there. Okay. So do you have any anger towards your mom as you're grieving? No. Um, I'm just so thankful for how she talked about death so much and made it very clear that she wasn't afraid. Um, she was peaceful knowing there was an afterlife. And I think something else that was helpful is a couple years ago, she had actually sat down with me and planned out her funeral and had told me, you know, these are the songs I want. This is kind of the style of things I want. And <laughs> that, that made it a lot easier. And let me just say, we had to tame down her wishes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She wanted the handouts for the funeral to be printed in like Mandarin mm -hmm. <laughs> Chinese. Mm -hmm. And what else? I can't remember. There was a lot. She wanted a lot of like multicultural, um, multicultural yeah. things in there. Yeah, some multicultural singing that didn't happen, sadly. Uh, yeah, but there were cobwebs strung from the pulpit, mm. so <laughs> we did get away with a few funny things. Oh yeah, <laughs> some would, especially in the in the Church of Christ community, some would say irreverent. But Definitely. when the preacher says <laughs> everybody all at once with your whoopee cushions, <laughs> <laughs> express your whoopee cushions all in accord, <laughs> you do it. And that's what we did. And it was, it was a, it was a, it was a funeral, but it was still a good time. Like there was still laughter and that's exactly what she would want. Yeah, so it really was a celebration of life. People say that all the time. It's mm -hmm. still depressing, but I think yeah. the whole auditorium laughed for a good part of the funeral. And I know that people are still finding spider, like fake spiders and snakes all over that place. <laughs> and that makes me happy. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to go on to the throat chakra now. So the throat chakra, of course, is located in the throat. Um, and again, it's going to be your throat, your neck. Um, it also is your mouth, your teeth, um, stuff like that. So it governs self-expression, communication, and the ability to speak one's truth. So when imbalanced, we can be fearful of expressing ourselves, have poor communication skills, or maybe even 
talk too much, if it's, if it's too open. Um, and then, yeah, on the physical aspect, uh, grinding your teeth is a throat chakra issue. Um, just having a lot of tense, tenseness in that area, which I definitely had whenever I was going through both my parents passing away. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good to be mindful of that. Um, so first question, what judgments have come up since your grief has happened? Oh goodness. This is where the guilt for myself comes in, um, for all the judgment I had in the past. So I guess really judging my past self, um, when you talked about it showing up the throat chakra chakra in other places, I already clench my teeth a lot, but it's been significantly worse. Like I clench during the daytime now. And mm -hmm. as a person in the dental field, we talk about that all the time. So I've been doing little check-ins with myself, relax your face, relax your cheeks, don't squeeze your teeth together. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm not a, what am I? I'm not a grinder. I'm a clincher when it comes to my teeth. And I will say, yes, I was, I was grinding my, or I was clenching at night and then I started um, doing it during the day. And literally the only thing that helped was going and getting massages and that seemed to like help loosen up the other tenseness. I don't know, but yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing. Yeah. So do you find yourself questioning why this happened? I don't know that I've processed it this far. Um, sometimes I'll theorize on it, I suppose. I'm really upset and sad that it happened, but I don't necessarily linger in the why, at least not for too long. She had always said, when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. So from my human perspective, it was too early, but I have peace knowing that she would understand from the other side. And I know once I'm on the other side, I'll understand it too. Sometimes I do, like I said, theorize about why it happened. You know, maybe her work here on earth was done. Maybe she had fulfilled her purpose. I think we all come here with a certain life purpose in mind. Um, and so maybe hers was accomplished. And even in death, she's teaching me so many things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So do you trust that this grief is a form of spiritual direction? Yes. It's awful that she's gone, but I just know and I feel that this was part of the bigger plan. I know bigger spiritual developments will happen for my father and I from this experience and from a lot of the people whose lives she touched. Maybe we will be kinder, more understanding, more patient like she was. Maybe this paves the way for our own growth. Um, just finding strength in the things that were her role or her strengths. Absolutely. Yeah, I've had some talks with your dad lately about um, kind of, I think, what's, you know, becoming spiritual developments for him. And um, so this is definitely, yeah, it's definitely changing and shaping a lot of a lot of those things. Yeah. So have you been able to express yourself? <laughs> yes and no. So there are times when 
little things will frustrate me. And I know that keeping it in is better than letting it out. Other times I do express myself and it's like Megan had mentioned, it's setting boundaries in place and having to be vocal about those. That's not necessarily my strong suit, but it's something that I'm definitely working on. And just today I was noticing how much tension I have in my throat. And I was telling Megan that earlier today, like I can just feel my throat muscles being tense. So I know that comes from not saying all the things I need to, but it's kind of tricky navigating, especially because the people around me are grieving too. So trying to decide, is this something worth speaking up about now? Or do I wait and address this later? Or do I just let it go? Mm, yeah, that's always tough to figure out what you should be expressing. Or like for me, sometimes I'm like, maybe I don't need to express this to the person, but I need to express mm -hmm. it, whether it's going out in the field and yelling it or calling my sister and being like, listen to this. And then just, <laughs> just letting go. And for her to just be like, okay, well, I gotta go. <laughs> it's like, thanks for listening. <laughs> this meant nothing to you. And I'm thankful for that. <laughs> yeah. I used to try to do that with my husband and he said, no. <laughs> so I found other friends. <laughs> He set a boundary. <laughs> he did, and I'm, I'm respectful of it. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so next we're going to do the third eye chakra. We're working our way up. So our third eye chakra is located in the middle of our brow. It governs perception, awareness, and spiritual connection. When imbalanced, we can have a hard time focusing. Um, we're closed-minded, and we'll even have headaches, Roxy, and nightmares. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe that dream last night was a nightmare. Yours? <laughs> yours or mine? They were both bad. No, we'll just move on. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, the first question for the third eye chakra, um, what has felt disempowering lately? Whew. All the physical stuff to do. I am not a physically oriented person. I do not like to do hard manual labor sort of things. And there's been a lot of packing and moving houses and cleaning and moving and lifting heavy things. It just, it feels overwhelming with all the other things going on too. Um, also just knowing that my life is changing so much, which there's a lot of good that's going to come with it. But I guess in terms of disempowering, it's like, I can't change that. I can't control it. So just focusing on the positive and all the good that will come from it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you talked about the symptoms of third eye stuff, yeah, I have a headache today. I've been, I've had like five migraines since I've been here. I think a lot of it's tension and clenching my teeth and all related to grief and changes. Um, I've had such a hard time focusing, which I can't have that off and on. But the other night I was sitting there, even just trying to watch a TV show. I couldn't like trying to watch a show or do I do this or do I do this? I was in a place where I just had to sit and wait and I could not be still. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely experiencing some of the symptoms of this. Yeah, definitely. That TV one is weird. I haven't been able to watch like 
it's very rare that I can sit down and watch something and focus. Mm -hmm. It's been like that for years. Most of the time I just get up and water plants while I'm trying to watch something. (laughs) And then I forget I was watching something and then I have Uh to keep rewinding it. It's a pain. Well, I was trying to watch X-Files and I couldn't focus. So that tells you how extreme Mm. (laughs) it was. That's hard. That's hard right there. Couldn't even you couldn't I even know. focus on David Duchovny. Show. No. <laughs> that says something. Okay. So next question. Do you give yourself a pass for behaving negatively? Within reason. I think so. Like I wouldn't give myself a pass if I did something harmful physically to others. I don't really know that I've been behaving negatively necessarily. Give myself a pass whenever I wanted to take an extra hour of sleep this morning. That's not negative though. No, that's self-care. I feel like I've been pretty good in terms of, I don't know. Good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't feel like you've been behaving negatively necessarily, you know, just, yeah. So... All right, next question. What fears have come up since you started grieving? Fear of losing my other loved ones, fear of losing my husband. Would I be strong enough to move on from that? Um, Or what happens if we go through all of this stuff, you know, changing up our lives, all of these different things, and then I lose my dad. You know, there's so many different fears. Um, one of the things I've been thinking is that, you know, what if I die early? There's a very, I mean, it seems likely that I might with family history. That hasn't necessarily been fearful for me, though. I guess I'm just mentally kind of preparing that that could be a possibility. Yeah, and that's understandable. I think I think your whole family's kind of going through that right now. They're like, oh, she was healthy maybe I should start going to the doctor more or, you know, that sort of thing. So I've been eating more salads. I'll tell you that. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) We've been the salad queens lately. Right. High vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, so our last chakra that we're going to talk about is the crown chakra. So the crown chakra governs spiritual connection and transformation It also um, is our soul connection and our connection to higher power. An imbalance can cause us to overthink, be judgmental, or replay things over and over again in our minds. Um, Let's see. Yeah, you just go that second one. Okay. Are you waiting for an explanation or closure from your experience? I feel like I should, but I don't. I guess in life I'm used to knowing I won't always understand why things happen. That's part of the human condition. I know it's a different story for my dad. He keeps asking himself why, reliving what could I have done. Um, So he's definitely struggling with that. For me, I just, I haven't surprisingly. Okay. Have you been meditating? I've been meditating at least once a week on Monday nights. I am in a focused intention group with a lovely group of ladies that Megan will soon be joining. Um, They have anchored me in my meditation practice 
and even though it's only once a week currently. It has been very centering and uplifting despite the chaos. There's a few other times that I have plugged in meditation when I've had the time and the ability and desire to focus, but my meditation practice has definitely taken a big hit. Yeah, it's hard. It's so hard to focus and kind of bring yourself back to center um, during that time. So that totally makes sense. But the Monday night thing, um, it's a short little thing. So you don't really have much time to be like super distracted. And you're also you yeah. kind of have an intention within that. It's not like clearing your mind or, you know. Yeah. So sometimes meditation is about... Um, you know, doing an active meditation or just making sure that you're in the moment, you know, whatever yeah. it is that you're doing. So what spiritual truths do you believe that you aren't practicing right now? Self-care. Is that a spiritual truth? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could say, yeah, self-care is a big one. Um, and... Yeah, it's just hard to, it's, for me, it was hard to be very spiritual during, during grief, you know, it became very, um, I don't know how to explain, it was just a negative time for me, so there wasn't a whole lot of spiritual truthing going on, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I felt disconnected in a lot of ways from that, and I think it's just the being so busy and so many to-dos, and there's not time to set that aside or whenever I finally do have downtime, it's like, I'm just going to collapse or I need to zone out. Um, but I do think that will come back. And other times I have had that very spiritual draw. And during those times I'll go out and if it's nighttime, I'll just go out and look at the stars. Yeah. That's always a good way to reconnect. So does this loss make you have a better understanding of life and death? It definitely gives me perspective, um, a deeper understanding of what so many people have already experienced. And it makes me want to actually live my life. There are no guarantees, so I better go big and say yes to life while I've got it. Awesome. So that's going to conclude all of the questions for Roxy's chakras and um, next week or on our next post, we will be, um, Roxy will be interviewing me actually. Yeah. So you'll get kind of a different perspective there. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We, like I said, or like Megan said earlier, she really had the intention to do a podcast on grief and we thought it would be very fitting for this show. In the woo-woo community, we definitely have an understanding of the afterlife and an interest in it for however and whatever that may look like. So we thought it was very fitting for our show. And like Megan said, I'll be interviewing her next time, but we would also like to plug in some of these grief shows and just sprinkle them throughout our podcast. So if you're interested in being interviewed and talking about grief in a loved one. We would love to have you on. You can reach out to us through email, woowondershour at gmail.com. You can find us on the socials at woowondershour. 
or you can check out our blog, woowoowonderhour.wordpress.com. If anything from this show resonated with you, please let us know. Before this, I hadn't really thought about grief and the chakras specifically. So I'm really glad Megan had this concept and put this together. So if you like this episode, please tell a friend and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Please join us for our next episode when I interview Megan about grief. So I'm going to end this with a quote. Uh, This is a quote from Sarah Dessen. Um, She's actually an author. And this is um, from her book, The Truth About Forever. She says, grief can be a burden, but also an anchor. You get used to the weight, how it holds you in place. Oh, deep. Yeah. 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 So everybody have a good week and share your light. Bye.